0: Paul Barnett is the founder at Reconnect Breathwork that specializes in coaching and training breathwork, meditation, and functional fitness. He's passionate about helping men release stress and limiting beliefs from the body to optimize their health and well-being on a physical, mental, and spiritual level. He has experienced the power of these internal tools on his own journey to overcome anxiety, panic attacks, and overwhelm. Paul credits the simple yet profound practices we discussed today as the reason for him still being here, living a life of purpose and sustaining a loving family with his wife of over 20 years. So I had some amazing experiences through your breathwork journeys, Paul, and I've pretty much have got you on this podcast just to find out what was actually going on, what, what my body was doing to elicit such a profound and powerful experience
1: yeah well, lots lots of different things could have been happening um what can you explain a bit about what yeah your experience I, was I can share or? a
0: little bit so so basically a girlfriend asked uh, me to come on a sunday i thought it's like a ladies lunch bit of champagne a <laughs> bit of yoga a bit of Similar. relaxation a bit of charity uh, i thought i was just doing my bits um, and we laid down after the yoga and you started to take us through these breathwork techniques and you're also doing some sound healing. My eyes were closed, so I wasn't sure what was going on. But myself and my girlfriend, there were a lot of women in the room had a very similar experience. We basically felt like we're having an out-of-body experience Um, and we were aware of each other's experiences as well and I was having visions, I was getting insights, I was getting clarity and I did about four or five of these sessions throughout last year with you and what was really interesting for me, each time I went, it was like a movie, it was a story and it was related to my relationship with my partner and what I got from it is that, I was actually being uh, exposed to our past lives together. Each time it was like a, a new bit of information would be released to me. And, you know, we were going through a little bit of difficulty at the time. We had some big stresses going on and it really helped me to understand our relationship, our connection, why we were together and why we also, I guess, had the, conflicts that we did or had the misunderstandings and our purpose to heal it, Um, which is really profound for me because the premise to my relationship coaching with men is that couples come together to actually heal each other's wounds and to become whole. And you do that through love. And it's not this sort of like porno Disney effect that we, <laughs> we're brought up with. Um, yeah. But for me, you know, there's 8 billion people in this world. So sometimes we get to this point in a relationship with someone where we wonder, you know, that, that this is getting difficult, right? Um, and, and sometimes the answer to leave is to leave. But through these breathwork sessions, it really took me deeper and it really allowed me to grow. And I think, um, you know, I've shared this story with a few people and it's very similar to an experience you might have on, say, MDMA or um, some of these healing-type substances that are slowly starting to become legal and used for medicine. Um, But the, the journey that you took us through was purely through our own breath.
1: Yeah yeah and that that's it's it's quite interesting you say that um in relation to past lives because my partner and myself like when we've been together over 20 years now Mm -hmm. and through our journey of kind of growing together and because it's almost half of our lives and um you you go through a lot uh, but same sort of experience of like i used to go through some meditations and i'd have these experiences where i'd remember the lives that we've had mm-hmm. in these different timelines and it was a similar theme in each of them and i was like wow this is really cool this was before i was doing breath work this is this even was, before
0: right? yeah this through is some like, other modalities or tools? it was a
1: combination of uh we used to do um, energy work so working with your energy centers mm-hmm. chakras um, and then meditation more directly um, and then we'd go on specific journeys through the meditations like guided meditations mm-hmm. in our group and um, sometimes i'd just be like just tuning in and finding out what's going on in life. And then yeah, same, same sort of yeah. experience as you, it was like your relationship comes up, um, within those experiences. And yeah, it was quite interesting cause my wife wasn't that deep into, um, I guess, journeying in inside and doing meditations. And then I was telling her about these past lives. She really connected to it she as resonated. well. She resonated. Yeah. And,
0: and that was the same with my partner. And I know you mentioned that your wife isn't really into these tools, she sort of more the grounding or she's she's internet She's just me and, grounded <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um and my partner's the same like yeah. i cannot drag him to a meditation or um really anything you know i can't be the one to show my partner the way so when i shared this with him it sounded so crazy yeah but he actually resonated with it, right? So yeah. there's this feeling of truth with what you get, even though, you know, sometimes you wonder, like, is my imagination creating this? But it happens over a few sessions with very specific messages and almost like this is part one of the movie, this is part two. So, yeah, I was just wondering um, what does breathwork actually do to your body for you to have these visions or insights or even just to feel so much better afterwards
1: yeah well it's it's allowing your body to really go on a deeper level of relaxation so it takes you into a dream state Mm -hmm. or possibly you know it depends on the level that you do in the breath like there's many different variables that you can use it for what we do specific within the journeys is is going on a journey specific so i take you through different um tempos and techniques of the breath to shift different parts throughout your body on a physical level where Transforming uh, your nervous, your um, nervous nerves. Yeah, yeah, your <laughs> nervous, nervous system, system. That's the word. Yeah. Trying to get through. Um, so within our nervous system, it has different levels. So there's either a stress state or there's mm-hmm. a re- re- relaxed state as well. Mm-hmm. So within that space, it gives us an opportunity to shift stored energy. Right. If we've got stress and trauma within right. our body, which our body holds on to um unless we release it through some form of movement some form of uh, stress relief um you watch children you know toddlers and stuff they do it quite well like they'll have a tantrum they'll laugh they'll cry they'll scream they'll have, throw things and then they'll come back and say oh, i love everything
0: they fulfill the trauma <coughs> cycle and so do animals yeah. on the discovery channel if you watch them <laughs> you know like an antelope getting hunted by a lion um if they sort of play dead you know the shutdown mode the lion goes away they shake their whole body yeah and then they walk around like nothing's happened. They're not in trauma or fear of the lion anymore. Yeah. Um, so what are you saying is that when we do this type of breath work, are, are we releasing those unfulfilled traumas f- that we've stored in the body or the nervous system?
1: It starts to, yeah. Like you, yep. there is uh, specific things that take you on that journey. And sometimes your body, your body knows what it needs to release. Right. Um, and this is why the animals are just primal instincts. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is tapping into our primal, instincts for our body. So our brains and our bodies haven't changed over 240 million years or so yet. We think we're smarter and and more clever, but deep down the primal instinct is survival. You know, we're stressed, we're this, we're that. And so these days we don't have a lot of activity to release the stress. And so that's why there's so much a lot of uh, ill health and stress mm-hmm. related. Like if you go to talk to a doctor, they'll say 80 to 90 percent of their patients is a stress related illness, yes.
0: which but, is terrible. And I think it's great that doctors are actually saying that now, but I don't think they're really connecting that link that illnesses are primarily from emotions and emotions, not to say negative emotions, but emotions that we suppress in the body. And that's sort of like the leading edge science or i believe where it's going to go in the next five ten years is really through emotions and i think breath work is such a big part of it um so then what is happening you know because a lot of people are doing breath work just to feel relaxed they feel good afterwards but what is happening when you are getting those visions or those out-of-body experiences what's happening in the body to produce that
1: so within the within your I guess the central nervous system, what we're doing um, throughout the journey is heightening a bit of like positive stress or so putting your body into a little bit of stress, um, which is a natural mm-hmm. form of life. And then we're going into a parasympathetic nervous system, which will drop you into a relaxed state yes. as well. And that's where you go into your dream state. So mm-hmm. when you're in a dream state, your brain goes into a, a theta wave, mm-hmm. uh, which a allows you it's just a a, a vibration tone Mm -hmm. that sends your body into restoring recovering and and resting that's why we sleep or when you um, you need to recover if you're sick you'll tend to want to sleep more as well what's happening there in that state it starts to um, release different chemicals in the brain Mm -hmm. and and so within these chemicals there's the serotonin melatonin Dopamines, that sort of all start to combine together to get you into that state. Now, when they do that as well, there's uh, another chemical called DMT, mm-hmm. which is uh, called that's the fun chemical. The fun right? chemical, yeah. <laughs> so some some of uh, you know uh, being produced into you know forms of party drugs and things like that. But this is a natural form that you can create yourself. Right. It is in your brain. It so we can necessary. create that
0: chemical in the brain, but it's also created in a lab artificially. Is that? Yes, yes the difference? that's right. So,
1: yeah. um, and what the breath does to help, I guess, unlock that is get you into that dream state. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, some people call it the spirit, spirit molecule. Some people call it just like you're out of body and mm-hmm. you, you sometimes you'll see colors, but on a, I guess on a physical level, the spirit molecule is just allowing you to tune into yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying you're having the stories continue, continue on from what you've been seeing from one journey to the next, it is just your body is just unfolding the messages re- that are always there. But we're so busy doing life and mm-hmm. on tech and all that sort of stuff that we don't often hear the hear the messages. We don't hear the intuitive side of the journey of life, you know, unless we're asleep. And so the, the breath is allowing you to drop out of that state physically. Um, not that you go unconscious no. in the breath work at all, like you're completely aware, but you're just having this, um, almost to a degree where you feel like you have an out of body experience because yes. your body's so relaxed and your mind's just not switched on about anything because what the breath does, um, and this is directly how I work with people directly with stress and anxiety is it gets you present yes instead of being busy thinking about the past or worrying about the future it gets you into the most present state you can be in because when we're doing the breath specific all you're focusing on it is the breath mm-hmm. in out, in how the feeling the sound and how that what that tends to do is allow the rest of your body just to shut down and relax into a really comfortable space and so doing this at a certain level uh allows the journey to unfold like you can do mm-hmm. say if you if, if you're having a stressful moment say you're at the office or you're in the car you can do five ten breaths and, and calm your nervous system down and get you to that relaxed state without having to go into a dream state um but the longer journeys will take you there to if, different if, levels yeah. yeah and and some people have different different experiences so some people might not feel comfortable go oh wow i'm starting to feel out of body and they'll kind of jolt to get themselves back into their body or, or to feel like they're oh i'm still here um and a lot of people do often comment about saying oh i didn't even realize i was still breathing or had i stopped breathing it's like because you go into such a relaxed state your body goes into homeostasis and starts healing starts recovering and drops your breathing down into a really really gentle pace where it's so soft like when you're asleep um if you're having a, a quality sleep you'll go into that space and you'll just completely just let go and within that space is when um maybe stored energy comes up um experiences i've had for myself has been uh, through my journey of working through my anxiety um is my body will shake my legs will shake my right. hands will clench up and um through my my coaches teaching me is is allowing me to understand it's just energy coming out right. it's so not it's releasing releasing energy. Yeah. yeah so like you're saying like the animals do it they yeah. have a shake, shake kids just you know run and you know do lots of interesting things like my two little ones (laughs) it's great to watch actually to see how children react very specifically in every moment Um, and you can see the the patterns just varied into an adult Mm -hmm. even teenagers where they start to suppress all those sorts of things and this is this is where we're at these days with society like we've had a lot of pressure put on us the last few years and so people are at a boiling point they've got enough pressure with life by itself and then you add you know a global pressure yeah the pandemic and sort of being it. locked
0: in with your thoughts and emotions and you know as you were just sharing that you know how once we are out of our minds and our body just relaxes then we get all these insights then things start to heal and um i remember i was listening to bruce lipton Um, who's really big in this field of, you know, bringing science together, like very leading-edge science, Mm. Um, he said something like when we're thinking, when our mind is busy and active, we're actually not conscious. All of our programs are running because we're not actually present because we're not our thoughts. We're actually behind the thoughts. So it's very different to what society tells us. Society is always telling us to, you know, do things, to have our mind on things, to be aware of the danger. So I think especially for men, it's really hard for a lot of men to stop, pause, and be with what's going on, particularly with their emotions.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's the biggest part, um, especially if you don't have to be a parent but you still have that primal instinct as a a male of uh, survival and protection. You know you want to protect your family no matter what and so any instance you're always thinking about okay what do i need to do to you know keep my family safe like you know simply go walking down the street with with my little ones there's always you always got your peripheral vision of cars of people of any dangers that might be around and so you're constantly in that i guess fight or flight mode you're like you're ready to prepare to survive and, and protect your your little ones um you know the the puma instincts of the dads you see them yeah. in little short snippets on youtube where they're catching their kids with this, some they're rolling off the chair five meters away and the dad gets them somehow so they have this superman reflex um
0: and that's the survival instinct and that's our fight or flight nervous system so yeah. it can be really helpful when our life is in danger but if we're living in the modern world our life mostly isn't in danger but that system is still activated. It's in default. Um, And I think like from working with men in these modalities um, and coaching men on their mindset and their relationship, I guess what I've realized is, you know, even though women have suffered a lot in society throughout history, you know, men cause a lot of violence, injustice and all these things, I actually feel like in a way men have suffered more and it is actually more difficult for men because, men's emotions have been suppressed so much so the only way that they have been able to release them in the past is to release that violently on someone or a nation or <laughs> an organization <laughs> yeah. right and and now what's happening in <clears throat> australia um that's not as acceptable so that we have a lot of suicide yeah right?
1: exactly yeah and that's that's a huge part like i've had a few mates um commit suicide yeah just thinking that you know they don't have an answer they don't have anyone to talk to mm-hmm. um and you know from watching that and, and going through that experience myself and feeling it, like that bloody hurts yep. <laughs> watching your mates go through that and you don't want anyone if they're friends or not so i guess
0: you know and everything time is when you were going through those emotions because you, you know you've found all these tools because of something you've been going through and they, they've helped you so what was going on for you and what was your journey to have an emotional outlet to discover these tools instead of, you know, maybe having, you know, not, not really being here today on this podcast, let alone being with your beautiful wife and family for over 20 years. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's a big part of the journey because it's, it's not just a one event. Yeah. Because, you know, life is, has its challenges, you know, over and over and the, I guess it's, becoming part of that journey and recognizing that the challenges are part of the journey rather than trying to run away from mm-hmm. and this is this goes hand in hand with the emotions the emotions come up we're generally told oh quick medicate yourself do yeah. this have a pill have a drink go and exercise until you pass out yeah yeah you know all these different things because we're trying to do a physical shift but it's not just the physical that's and this is the biggest thing is like we can do all the mind work and we can get a bit of physical work in there but the breath part of it and this has been through through my experience it has helped me to shift out of the stress state the anxious state where you're just confused and frustrated because anytime i'd have like a um like an anxiety attack or panic moment I would get really frustrated and angry mm-hmm. and that that's not a great thing when you're about to jump on stage and go and help people and teach them about stress because you know my 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 anxieties came from social anxiety when i was a teenager so going up and perform not performing but you know presenting in front of people was biggest fear in the world
0: so how did you overcome that from you know not still wanting to working be on it <laughs> yeah wow and, and that's amazing like
1: yeah it's an it's an ongoing process like i still get anxious you know yeah. um, and, and
0: i think it's okay to get anxious because anxiety is really similar necessary. physiologically to excitement right yeah. so if you're not getting that you might be a little bit slack on stage um but what was actually you know the first point it was was it either in internal shift um did someone recommend meditation to you was it a book you read where you realize okay there is a outlet or is there a way forward from these feelings and thoughts that are overwhelming me
1: yeah well i, I guess i was quite lucky in that respect because um, my family through my my grandmother my uncles my dad and my mom like they all had their hand in the nature natural sort of therapies and um my mom was always looking th- through, um, herbal medicines and stuff like that to, to help us as we we're growing up. My dad did meditation and read, you know, Louise Hayes books and things like yeah. that. So I'd see them laying around. So it's like, you know, like, uh, like the movie limitless, you, you see the, the the book out of the corner of your eye and you pick up the information and it just yeah. unfolds. And my uncles were, uh, meditation teacher and hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner. So they are all in that, that form. But, um which I guess was surrounding influences but I remember I think it was around seven or eight and I had a cold my, my grandmother was looking after me putting me to bed and this is this has been like this the seed was planted she's like just rest your body rest your body you know you can heal yourself while you sleep mm. not that I knew where anything about it at the time, but that seed grew over the years, and so especially I was, if
0: it was at seven years old, because that's when you know our subconscious minds—it's yeah. learning its program. So yeah. she implanted a, a very helpful program, powerful one. Yeah.
1: So I've been working with things like that with my kids, just yeah. that help them as well. But um, from there, I guess I was having panic attacks when i was about to go to parties like in high school yeah and i wasn't i couldn't even go and buy like a t-shirt over the shop counter because i get too anxious and was there a
0: reason like did you experience bullying or did you have a negative experience or was it just do you think that you were actually quite psychic to other people's thoughts and emotions what do you think was actually going on for you that created um that fight or flight response when you're going to be around a lot of people
1: i was quite quite emotional um as a child i'm very aware of Mm -hmm. other people's emotions so i think it was that there wasn't any bullying yeah like there's normal mucking around sort of thing but nothing you know major on that level but it was uh, to be honest like it was just i didn't even know what it was it was just like i just can't go and do that i can't go and talk to that person i Mm -hmm. can't go to this party without feeling his feelings and i'd have to you know um, at an unconscious level. I remember it was like 17 about to go to a party and having to lay on my bed for an hour before I went out and I was just breathing. I was like I'd started some meditation back then um, but I was like, <sighs> like the deep heavy breathing which which can put you into a, a deeper state of anxiety but mm-hmm. somehow it worked at the time. Now that I know different techniques. Right, for it, so it happens can...
0: spontaneously. And is that how <clears throat> you were able to go to that party or go on stage or overcome those are very heavy feelings was it through yeah, it was meditation part or? of that yeah,
1: yeah. and um, hypnotherapy was a big one because yeah. I when I was uh, studied the meditation and, and energy healing work uh, through that same course I learned hypnotherapy and so I was just like wow you can do the, all this stuff with your brain and mm. your mind and this is I think that's where that key triggered the seed of what my grandma mentioned about you can heal yourself while you sleep you can heal yourself mm-hmm. with your mind and it's so like I went into this experience of hypnotherapy and um, they'll do an open day and it's like wow we can do what <laughs> yeah. i want to know more and i was just like from there just the, the the journey unfolded into hypnotherapy deeper mindful sort of work nlp which is uh neuro linguistic programming working with your Your mind programming so as you're saying before when you're in a stress state you just go into an automated process so the automated process is just a a belief or a pattern that you've repeated over time yeah and then as soon as stress hits your body will just go into that survival mode okay this is how we deal with that situation
0: yes and i think for a lot of people what they realize it comes up in their intimate relationship Mm. right when pressure is on and we're most vulnerable um and there's danger that nervous system rings the alarm of danger when our partners hurt us or we think something could have happened or we've interpreted something differently we tend to you know until we're aware we tend to go into that program of how we survive with danger before the age of seven yeah right and a lot of people uh, are still operating in that way within their relationships so it's not two adults having a relationship it's it's two you know infants or two children when when the pressure or the stress stress comes on
1: hundred percent a lot of people i've worked with um over the years when we've done some regression work Mm -hmm. has been between the ages of two to five two Mm -hmm. to seven where the actual emotional the behavior pattern is is kind of dialed in and so we're all running around as children toddlers and just that's why we have tantrums you know in an adult form. yeah yeah and so this is, this is where um, the next level where we're working with the breath work is inc- incorporating that NLP work with the breath work. Mm-hmm. So then we're working with releasing the emotions because the body will naturally do it mm-hmm. and sometimes some guidance within that space when we're doing it on a, on a therapeutic level is where um, we can really delve into, it's not just say, oh, let's go through the problem and work through it. It's like, let's release the emotion, get our lessons from there, and then we can evolve from there. Mm-hmm. And
0: ground it into daily life, is that what 100%. Could, yeah. It has yeah. to be
1: because if it's just a, a thing you do once a week, once a month, yes. you're not going to get results, especially in relationships. You're going to get triggered a lot because your partner's there to push for a lot of buttons yeah <laughs> if you know it or not like you know if you're in a deep relationship like i've been in one for a long time now over 20 and you years were
0: with your wife from the age of 14 14 we yeah. first met yeah yeah
1: yeah so wow we've been married 18 and been together for over 20 know a long time longer longer
0: than probably you've known her longer than you didn't know her so yeah exactly so we've we've grown up
1: together so you know you go through a lot and you learn a lot um and there's a lot of triggers but the yet what i've found is me going through i guess the the relationship journey is about um and and especially because i'm doing the work is recognizing the triggers rather Mm -hmm. than being reactive it's working on okay well this happens then and this has happened again and again and again when those triggers happen what do I do now how do I do that how do I work with this emotion because I don't want to feel angry or frustrated or you know um even sometimes you feel like you you your old patterns have been oh no I'm not good enough whatever that comes up so it's like being able to try and work with that rather than run from it
0: rather than run from and and that's a really important point because I think For most men, what starts to deteriorate the relationship is avoidance, Mm. right? It can be different forms of avoidance um, because essentially that's how men deal with stress. They suppress it because when they needed to go on the battlefield or kill that wild animal, they couldn't have fear. They needed to go and do the job to survive. So avoidance is like the primal survival technique for men. Yeah. Whereas for women, you know, and, and it can sort of flip around a little bit in our society when people wear different hats. But for women or for the feminine it's to connect so that's how we release stress and and so it's completely opposite right 100%, yeah <laughs> so it's impossible for a male female intimate monogamous relationship not to trigger you right
1: yeah and like you know i've done years of work and still working you know like it's it's not a never it's a never-ending sort of cycle because you're constantly learning
0: yeah um but that's like with everything right so yeah. if a doctor stops learning or educating themselves, they're going to be behind, right? They're going to be doing a disservice to their patients. Um, Same as going to the gym. If you stop working on it, well, you might have a bit of muscle memory, but everything in life is constantly changing and we need to keep going with it. Otherwise, we're going backwards.
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's, I think, where, you know, in this whole feminine – power and then now the masculine is like trying to find their power because they feel like they're just this battle between the the, the um the genders is now starting to rebalance itself like we've had mm. the big empowerment of the the, the, the used to be Been the, the guys and then the females yeah. are drummed up and now the guys are feeling disempowered and and this is where a lot of the emotions coming up a lot of guys that i talk to and work with is um not knowing our place in society anymore yeah. mm. not feeling yeah. like you're a you're a protector or a you know survivor of of all the things to help your family and all the rest of it so and this is where the suicide is it's like well what am i doing here i can't help my family my mm. wife's doing all the work yeah and and you feel like you, oh, i'm demasculated or and well, it's the you the
0: narrative is you know sort of very much against masculinity hmm. right and it's sort of really you know, this is the disruption phase, right? This is where we need to shift and change so that we can step into the next level of our evolution. Otherwise, we're not going to survive as a species because we're not going to mate any longer, mm. right? So, you know, this is a time I feel where men really need to step into that place of Regulating their nervous system, not going into avoidance and learning about themselves and connecting with themselves so that they can lead in their relationship. They can lead in the world and maintain that loving connection because that's what we need in the world to, yeah, for us not to go extinct, basically.
1: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) And this, this is that's like perfect kind of lead into like I was having um, a journey and it was like breath work involved, like as Mm. the stories unfold and i was releasing um like something came up for me where i needed to let go and i was like all i remember is just like kind of feeling like i don't want to hold on anymore i don't want to hold on to having to know everything or have to be everything mm-hmm. or to be everything for everyone yeah. And it was like that holding on was such a powerful pressure of trying to be nice to everyone as well yeah because masculine word pleasing. has this yeah. um stigma around it being if you're masculine you're angry you're rush your you know all this sort of stuff but then throughout that journey when i really tuned into what masculine was and got shown um through myself is like it's it's like owning your power it's got nothing to do with overpowering anyone else it's like stepping into you Mm -hmm. on the deepest level and understanding how much passion you have to share to offer you can be emotional on every level it's all perfect and being able to step into that space without Oh, i'm coming to overpower anyone or anything there's no personality struggles or energy battles to i'm gonna win by competition um and starting to eliminate that you know separation which society has created such a gap between everything there's always a winner a loser a male a female you know country country when
0: we're separated we're not powerful right when we're continuously battling between each other there's not much space and time to grow so really if humans realize how powerful they are particularly you know i recommend anyone to try breath work and to try it with you because it's freaking amazing even if you've never done anything before if you don't believe in anything just have this experience and just notice what your body does because you start to realize we are powerful beings you know and we can have powerful connections with others and we actually produce energy we are an energy body. Our heart generates energy and it shifts things. So I think that these modalities, these tools, you know, are absolutely you know, necessary, amazing for mm. every single person. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few more questions just to end our conversation. I'm going to ask you three questions. Um, the first one is, you know, you've learned a lot of modalities, you have a lot of insights and a lot of wisdom, but I'm wondering What did you learn from your wife? Because I always feel that our partners, especially in long-term relationships, they're really our biggest teachers.
1: Mm, Good question. Lots of learnings. (laughs) (laughs) So I think uh, a big one is, you know, on many levels it's been, um, what's the word? Proactive. Mm -hmm. Because when I was going through my journey – anxiety used to put me in a corner and I'll just be, and I, you know, for the lack of a better word, procrastination, you know, we hold back, but it was, it's without using that word, it was fear of actually going and doing stuff for myself and taking charge of life. And she was always like, all right, I'm doing it and get in there. So she was grounded. She was focused Mm -hmm. and nothing would distract her. I was like every little shiny ball would, you know, take my attention. Um, and then she helped me to, to kind of recognize that. And that used to bug the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, she's always just getting stuff done. Even just because we'll focus uh, and the kids are running around well, the back. Well, that's masculine doing
0: energy. That's getting stuff done is masculine mm. energy, right? Yeah. And yeah, you've yeah. probably balanced her more on her feminine trying to
1: bring bring the peace into the yeah, yeah bringing the peace. just by being you know trying to be the, the pleaser i suppose um so that was a big one that it, it's and it's an ongoing again it's an ongoing because I, I when you ask the question having memories of when we were teenagers and um people asking me questions about hypnotherapy back then like, that was yeah. 20 plus years ago and everyone was oh don't tell me into a chicken it was the stage show yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was a big stigma around it back then when i first started now it's more mainstream and and you know open to but um i can't think of the word but it's just about standing up for yourself and being proactive in and mm-hmm. believing in yourself so she's mm-hmm. really helped me to be grounded in that level and to believe in who i am yeah and develop that self-trust yeah percent. Yeah. So, yeah which is great
0: that's so that's so important for a man because a man can be really confident or macho on the outside but if they don't have self-trust they're still kind of just being led and swayed around by the world and that's when you can make really bad decisions so yeah yeah, i think that's an incredibly valuable life lesson
1: yeah it's huge
0: yeah um and the second question is obviously you've had this amazing experience to be married um for 20 years and to have this life partner what advice would you give to single men maybe who've been bachelors for a long time or kind of um disgruntled with women or disheartened or hurt um what advice would you give them about relationships and maybe the importance of having this connection in your life
1: well firstly this is a this is a big one that's um i've learned over the last say 10 or so years is been um look at yourself first because mm-hmm. we're so often looking outwards for yeah. recommendations or, or you know um the cheer squad, or the reward, mm-hmm. I guess we've been taught, or the storybooks, always looking for the fairy princess. Yeah. Um, yet, if you start and you're not feeling you know, in your space as a confident person or not. It not even have to be confident. Confident is just a word to use that knowing yourself.
0: Yes. Sir. If you
1: don't know yourself, then how do you expect your partner to know you mm-hmm. and to be able to share with you? And this is where the frustrations happen through, I guess, relationships, because we like, we expect them to know us from the inside. But if we don't know ourselves and how is that going to work? And that's when the, the triggers happen so you can try and learn. So the more triggers you got in your relationships, it's just because you're not taping in and, and learning from yourself. And what that is, it's just a, a reflection. So I think, you know, going in as a bachelor, look at how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. What sort of, you know, it's not about needing a person; it's about just sharing a community with a person, because you, you, you know, eventually, all going well, you you build a family together, and so then your gene pool goes on from there. So generations will flow on. And I've heard a few a few people. Um, kind of take this experience before they get married they work out all their challenges all their problems Mm -hmm. all their triggers like if they're really close at that level from the start of a relationship and go okay well you know this is my trigger from this how do we counteract that and and balance it It's, it's quite a powerful journey but you know not all relationships start that way so yeah, <laughs> and I think it's hard a to control one. triggers because they're, oh, they're triggers and, and
0: they're meant to be overcome, not controlled and planned. They're meant to be felt through. So I think yeah. it's fantastic if you can do that with someone. You have a bit of an uh, emergency plan, a backup plan. However, we're actually meant to go through these triggers because mm. I, I feel like similar to breath work and meditation and all these tools, our relationship triggers are a way that we release toxic negative emotions that yeah. have been there from childhood and it's actually a very healthy process it only becomes unhealthy um you know when when life becomes chaotic right so people want to control this process but that is actually a healthy process that is how we heal it's another tool for healing through through love and through our triggers
1: 100 and that's the like a key word i use for that experience when i'm talking you know even for myself is like you get conscious of the unconscious. Yes. Because the unconscious yeah. will, it'll give you those yeah. triggers and the feelings. And like before you go in and grab in a bottle or go for a run or go and, tr- you yeah. know, distract yourself from those things. And technology is a big distractor these days. I'll so quickly catch yourself, recognize what that trigger is or recognize what your pattern is to go and, you know, uh, release the emotion mm-hmm. because no one wants to feel anxious. No one wants to feel that you know, sadness or rage or, you know, um, despair so then we find ways to medicate that mm-hmm. whatever that is yes um so mm-hmm. being able to utilize part of your experience as an adult if you really want to work on a relationship and have a really good relationship is to work through them mm-hmm. be conscious of the unconscious the yes. triggers that are coming up once you get conscious of it you can work with it if you're just medicating and burying it and hiding it that's when you know down the track you, it all comes out at the wrong person mm-hmm. so most yes. of the time. And
0: in that moment for a lot of people they sort <clears throat> of like have this moment of explosion or the mm. breakdown and and you don't know why it's happened in that moment it seems like nothing too bad has happened but it's because that subconscious basement or unconscious basement becomes too full and it needs to release. So making the unconscious conscious is the most powerful tool that someone could have or to use so that we're not being run by these programs for childhood it's basically decoding the program and implementing a new program
1: yeah and and part of that doing that work um and it doesn't mean you have to wait until you're perfect to go jump into a relationship because the relationship is going to help you to grow yeah um when you're in the the relationship and you get triggered don't point the finger at them Mm -hmm. because you always got three fingers pointing back at you (laughs) and so From my experience of working through that has been, okay, so where am I not showing up? Where am I not doing the work?
0: And it can be confusing because that person is the mirror. They are the mirror. The mirror doesn't, you know, it's kind of like the opposite. Mm. So um, I notice this a lot in, you know, it could be a man who is very aggressive on the outside, right? And we always see this as maybe the woman is the victim. Maybe he's abusive or he comes across as, as aggressive. However, what you often find is that woman has suppressed a lot of her aggression, right? So he is displaying what she is suppressing. And I think the same happens with children, right? So if we are you know, unconscious of anything going on within us suppressing, our children tend to showcase that to us, mm. right? So making the unconscious conscious is yeah. the most powerful thing. So my final question to you is, what are you excited about right now? What is raising your vibration? Um, and yeah, what's making you look forward to the future, but also enjoy the present moment.
1: This, this conversation for one, because it, it's, it's showcasing, but also helping me to recognize the work that I've been doing mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and with the breath work, cause I'm doing it daily, you know, when things come up, I don't always catch them. Yeah. You know, that's, that's life. Life is busy or, you know, you've got things going on. Um, but what excites me is that I'm feeling the shift in my own world mm-hmm. and then seeing the, uh, the. I guess the, the unfolding of that into my life um, which has guided me into and by doing the breath work has guided me into listening to my intuition. So mm-hmm. more intuitive I am now has led me on the path to do the work on myself and to share that to help others to do the work as well. And so within that space is and, and directly with men as well, um, a friend of mine, Chris and I, we're both breath work facilitators, um, we go on a bushwalk do some breath work and then we sometimes like the last time we did that just all this conversation unfolded and we're like oh geez that feels good it's like we thought it was just like sitting at the beach or you know doing the breath work but the conversation was Mm -hmm. like deep and real Rather than how's the weather? Yes. So <laughs> or high who's frequency
0: the conversations, and they're so powerful, and especially for men. Um, and I know that you're putting together um, a lot of groups for men to connect or share tools. Um, and I think this is so important and so valuable, not just for men, but for the women that are around them, that live with them, for their children. 100%, right? Yeah. It's going to just create a huge shift. Um, and I really encourage um, any man who's listening to this or any woman everyone to try breath work because you really feel on a deeper level how powerful you are so thank you so much paul for all the work that you're doing um and also just for your good energy as mm. well
1: thanks for your time thanks for having me it's been awesome